The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Lewis Carr. I am the founder of the Blueprint Connect podcast, and we're here live from the Blueprint Summit here in Chicago, Illinois. And my special guest kicking off the summit is Trent Shelton, super motivator speaker. Uh, he will be kicking off helping men find their purpose. Trent, welcome to the Blueprint Summit. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, this is so exciting, man. And, uh, you know, I follow you on social media, uh -huh. like millions of other people. <laughs> And you've got a message. Tell us what your message is in general. Yeah, really, um, it's a message of, first of all, just ownership, um, always in accountability, just telling people it all starts with you. You know, if you want change in your life, you want growth in your life, it starts with the person in the mirror. And the second part of that is just helping people meet the greatest version of themselves. I believe we all have a, a version of us that we haven't met yet, and I want to help people meet that. So, Trent, people are always asking, how can they find their purpose? Yeah, so it's actually what I'm gonna talk about today a little bit, but um, you know, for me, I believe one of the, one of the ways is connected to your past. You know, um, the things that you've been through qualifies you to help other people get through it. So if you look at things that you've been through that might not have been favorable, or you might say, man, like, why did I go through this? But now you're the person that's the guide because you've been down the trail. So now you can give somebody else the map based on your experience. So your past is tied to it a lot. And also, um, even your power. You know, I believe there's something inside of us in our soul that kind of lets us know that this is what we're supposed to be doing, even though, even if we wouldn't, didn't want to do it. I never wanted to be a speaker. I didn't think this was my purpose. I thought it was football. But as I started to speak and communicate, it was just something about having confidence and courage, even in the midst of my biggest fear. Like, I'm an introvert by nature, so I knew there had to be something about this that was probably my purpose. So how did you transfer those NFL skills? Yeah. Uh, to helping people find their purpose? For sure. So, I mean, on the football field, it taught me a lot about uh, really that ownership, you know, really hard work and dedication. Um, football teaches you about how to use adversity. You know, people, when we hear the word adversity, we think adversity is a bad thing. And it can be like that if you use it that way. But also adversity is an opportunity 
to be able to find something deeper in your life. And so I tell people all the time, man, when you're, when you're losing that game of life or that season of life, that could, that could be a sign that you need to readjust something or maybe even makes you dive in deeper. So in football, there's been plenty of times where we've been down by 20 or 30 and, well, maybe not 30, but 20 and came back, you know what I mean? And, and we're able to change up the game plan a little bit and adjust. So it taught me how to have perseverance and that's what I try to give other people. I started looking for my purpose around about 22 years of age. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little embarrassed to say I didn't find it until 41. Right. And I found it sitting in my office, looking out the window one day, and I was saying, what should I really be doing? I had talked to a lot of people. Right. I had talked to coaches. I had talked to pastors. And they all said, when it's time for you to find it, it'll hit you in the head like a ton of bricks. That's right. And that's what happened to me. But it was always right in front of me. That's right. You know, I had been working for BET at that particular time about 11 or 12 years, right? And I said, should I be staying here? Should I be doing something else? And one day I said, what is my purpose? And it's helping people. That's right. At BET, I've been able to give people opportunities that they wouldn't normally get elsewhere. So once I realized that was my purpose, I started moving out from the BET realm to say, hey, I can do this in my personal life too. Absolutely. And that's what sort of set me on my path and my journey. So when you found yours, yeah. what was that moment of time? Yeah. Did it hit you like a ton of bricks? It did. And it's funny you say that because... You know, I don't even feel like it's something that we, we've, we, well, I feel like we search for it so hard. You ever like had something you're looking for and it's right under your face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're searching so hard for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I feel like that's how purpose is. And for me, it kind of found me. And I remember being at um, Dr. Tony Evans back in Dallas, Oak Club Bible Fellowship. And I was having my very first speaking engagement that was big. It was like 5,000, probably 4,000 kids. And, uh, you know, kids are a tough audience to speak in front of sometimes. <laughs> right. So I was nervous. And the night before, I planned out my speech and everything. So I get to the microphone and I just forget everything. I go blank. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? God used me. And that's all that I said. And I opened up my mouth. And to this day, I don't even know where it came from. But I impacted those kids. And it was that day that I actually let go of football because I was supposed to go to football, arena football, the next day. And after I got off the stage, and this was before the big following or anything like that, I said, man, this is what I'm meant to do. It was just a feeling that was unshakable, undeniable. And so I called my coach. I said, I'm not coming. He was like, what you going to do? And I said, that time is rehab time. I'm going to do rehab time. He was like, what's that? And I'm like, I'm going to speak. He said, good luck. And he hung up in my face. <laughs> I called my mom and my friend. My friends didn't even understand it, really. They're like, man, you don't even like to speak. Like, what you going to talk about? My mom was like, are you sure? And I, and I told her, I said, I've never felt so much confidence in the midst of fear. And she said, that's God working through you and speaking to you. Go follow it. And from that moment on, the journey revealed itself because I couldn't have like looked out and, and, and planned this out. And I think a lot of times too, with our purpose, we get stuck and say, oh, this can't be my purpose because the plan isn't right or the position isn't right. Or I'm not making money in it. And we, we dismiss it. But for me, it was like, I've never had this feeling before. Just follow it. And when I made that decision, maybe six months to a year, my whole life changed. Wow. Through social media, just by making that choice. We'll be right back with more of my interview after this quick break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. 
It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. So you reinvented yourself. Absolutely. How tough is reinvention? Because it's, it's, reinvention is change, and we know right. any type of change is just tough. How tough was that for you physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally? Yeah, breaking the identity of a football player, athlete. You know, a lot of athletes struggle with this, and it's one of the reasons why I love helping athletes. It's like my whole life, that was my identity. So who is Trent Shelton without that? When I lost that, I felt like I lost everything. So change is tough, but what's even tougher is when – you start, to, you start to, to think about your change from an external standpoint, meaning that you, you worried about everybody else's opinions. Mm -hmm. And so as I started to change, I wanted to do it, but then everybody else was trying to chain me to my past. Everybody else had this version of me that was beneficial to them that was very hard for me to change. I was always Trent, the football player, Trent that's going to get us in these places and all that. And so when I left that to walk into this, I lost a lot. You know what I mean? Quote, unquote, lost a lot. And it was very tough. So I had to let go of judgments, opinions, and be willing to walk down this path, even though that journey was lonely at times. Well, you know, a lot of people tell me, say, Lewis, you know, this is who I am. You, yeah. you, you want me to change, this, but this is who I am. And I said, that's who you choose to be. That's right. All right. You can be whoever you want to be, but you choose to be that, and now you're refusing to change. What do you say those people to those people who say, this is just who I am? <laughs> well, that's, I think that's a, a thing from, um, you know, just a, 
even I wouldn't say a coping mechanism, but a protection. You know, you, it's, change is scary. Change is hard work. Progression is scary. And a lot of people, I was even this at this point, would rather stay comfortable in pain because it's familiar. You know what I mean? Then walk into something that's unknown. The future is unknown. Your change is unknown. But think about you're changing regardless. If you stay the same, you're changing for the worse. Change is inevitable. You decide if, if life changes you, you're probably going to end up in a bad position. But if you, take, if you take control of that change and you implement change and do the work, then you'll probably be in a more favorable position in your life. So what role does vision have in this? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, young people say you can't be what you can't see. I said, wrong. What about the first in every single thing? That's right. You know, there's always a first. And if you're the first, you didn't see it. All right. You may have saw it in your mind. You may have saw it for yourself, but you didn't see anybody else do it. When you what football player did you see that came out and became this motivational speaker? I didn't have one, really. You know, what I mean, I, you could talk about maybe Ray Lewis or people that were doing it like that. But I didn't have an example when I started in this space. This space was very, and I use the word professional because, you know, it was, it was professional cameras and, and you had to dress a certain way, you had to talk a certain way. I had my cell phone. That's all I had was my cell phone back in 2010 when it wasn't popular. I was going to places speaking dressed like this and there were a lot of times where people told me to change this and change that. But when I changed that and changed this, I felt like I wasn't walking in my true self. And so it's very tough when it comes to that point. But I decided to go ahead and take the longer journey, the longer path, and I was able to build something that that really can't nothing break except me. You know what I mean? I build a community and, and a mission and a vision because of that. You say vision. Vision is important because think about this. Have we have you ever tried to drive somewhere? Go to a go somewhere without a destination. It's impossible. I mean, you need a destination and then you need directions. So a lot of people in this life, they're trying to go somewhere that they don't even know where they're going wow. and you end up lost. So having a vision is very important. You might not know exactly what it is, but. One of my main visions was, wasn't where I was going, was where I was no longer staying. Wow. I said, I'm never going to be this person again. I don't know where I'm headed, but I know that I'm not staying here. So what was the biggest challenge? Was it the industry and breaking into industry and figuring out how to do it? Or was it Trent Shelton? Who was the biggest Man, that's a good question. opponent? It had, it had to be both. I mean, I would say more of me because... I still take that responsibility, you know, because I'm still in control with how I allow things to control me. But the industry was hard in personal development. You didn't see a lot of black men. You definitely didn't see a lot of, you know, black men with, you know, tattoo sleeves and dreads coming out. So that was very hard at first to break through and to speak at companies and things like that. Now it's more acceptable, but that was very tough at first. But again, I could use that as a, a scapegoat. I could use that um, to make me feel great and, and use it as an excuse to stay where I was at, or I can say, you know what? I'm gonna do something about it, and I'm gonna keep working hard, and that's what I did. So I'm on this journey right now, Trent. People always say, you have to be your authentic self. Yeah. (laughs) And I say, you have to be your best. That's right. Authentic. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes we just can't show up as our authentic self. (laughs) Absolutely. People don't want to see that. They don't want to accept that. But when you show up as your best authentic self, talk about that. Yeah, you know, your authentic, my authentic self in a point was wasn't 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 good. It wasn't, um, you know, I was real, right? But that real wouldn't help nobody create any change in their life. So I always say, yeah, I want to show up as my best self and be that person. And even in that, being vulnerable and transparent. You know, I'm not trying to be perfect. I tell people all the time, you look for imperfection, you can start with me. 
I'm not trying to be perfect, but I'm trying to be purposeful. And I think that's a big thing, too, um, being authentic in that way and having – I always say your transparency leads to your transformation. And that really helped me in my life being transparent because it was a time where showing up in my best authentic self, I was scared. I was scared of being judged. I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a – but then I was like, man, I don't feel right. So I would tell everybody out there, like you said, like your best authentic self, because some people are like, okay, Trent said I can show up as my authentic self. I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start drama. God, oh, this is my authentic self. That's not. That's not. That's not right, right? So you want to help people and be able to make a change in the world that's positive. So w- when people say, okay, I'm gonna follow Trent Shelton's advice, what are the first two or three steps? Yeah, that they <laughs> need to do. Uh, number one is face your reality and stop running from it. Uh, you'll never win your war by running from your battles. There's a reality that you need to face. I don't know what that reality is. You know, maybe it's a, a limitation that you have. Maybe it's, uh, you know, some forgiveness that you need to give. But there's there's a reality in your life that a lot of people run from. A lot of people, ex- like, running from the war, the battle, and expect to run the war. So face your reality. Uh, and the second thing is, I tell people, once you do that, you got to release the things in your life that need to be released. You know, when I say this, people kind of look at me funny, but I always say, you know, there are bridges that need to be burned in your life. I don't believe in burning all bridges. I don't believe in just being a bridge burner, but there's certain things that your life cannot afford to go back to that you need to burn. And maybe that's a habit. Maybe that's an environment. Maybe that's people in your life. But uh, those are the first two steps that I'm going to tell you to be able to open your life up to repairing your life and starting your new beginning. Right. That's, that's great advice. How important in today's world is it that black men come together as a collective yeah. to try to improve our families and change our communities. You know, there's a lot going on in our community. For sure. Right now that's not good. And, you know, we hope this weekend to encourage men to be courageous yeah. and, you know, step out and try to change some of the things instead of just waiting on things to change on their own. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important. I think there's a narrative whether it's true or not that, you know, um, black men don't support each other or, you know, we're not uh, there for uh, as father figures that we should be. All these things, man, that I feel like everybody deals with collectively as a society. But I believe in breaking the stereotype. You know, I always tell people, I tell you like this. I had a lady um, and I'll be very quick with this. I was having a speaking engagement. I sat down at the speaker table, VIP table, and she looked at me and she looked at me like, why, why are you sitting here? Right. And so I didn't say anything. Make a long story short. I get up and speak. Uh, I sit back down after I speak and I just fear staring at me again. And she said, Trent, I got to apologize because I judged you. Like the way you look, the way you dress. I didn't think you were the speaker for this event. And it changed my life. And I will never judge a book by its cover that looks like you again. So as black men, too, we have to make sure that we're breaking that stereotype, not giving them a reason to put us in a box, not putting us in a prison. And when we come together, man, like anything, there's nothing that can stop us. Okay, final question, Trent. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. People always tell me, Lewis, don't go there. Don't touch it. <laughs> this black-on-black crime. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's one I've been told, Lewis, just let it go. It's too controversial. It's better to focus on police killing black people right. than black people killing black people. Speak to the brothers and speak to the communities out there on how do we need to improve that situation? How do we need to address that? Yeah, um, we definitely need to address it. And, you know, it can be a thing where, uh, you know, the environments that we're put in, you know, the lack of 
uh, resources that we have. I understand that. But my thing is, and I don't want to use the word excuse, but I am. Like, we got to be able to change that. Like, we don't want that to be the rest of our story. So it's going to take the person listening to this podcast episode right now to say, I'm going to be the one. Right? I'm going to be the father. I'm going to be the community leader. I'm going to create the change because you can't create a change in the world if you don't create a change in your house first. It starts there. Then it goes to the neighborhood, then the community, then the world. So I would tell everybody that's listening to this. It's also, too, I will say this, too. Um, we got to change the messaging a lot, too, because what we're being fed, and I'm not trying to be... I know I'm like 38 now with music and things like that, but, you know, it isn't entertainment for everybody, right? A lot of people are taking it as a reality. So the more we can change the messaging and give people tools of growth, change what being real is, change what being gangster really means, like change those narratives and give these kids better tools and better resources and better examples, I feel that's what we need to do. So it starts with you and me. Well, Trent, I have on my office door in New York City, someone has to step up and be great. Why not you? That's right. So we want to thank you for stepping up and being great and kicking off the Blueprint Summit in 2022. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, Louis. I appreciate, appreciate you, bro. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.